Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Kessler's podcast, and I am your host, Catherine, so welcome back, and today I have a very interesting topic that I know so many of you guys have questions about, because I've definitely been hearing um, a lot from people asking me about it, and also seeing it really starting to get more uh, notoriety on um, social media and on multiple platforms. So today we are talking about the Akashic Records and what they are, how can we use them in our everyday lives. And we have a spiritual um, guest, coach, and healer, Miss Madi Lee. Welcome. How are you? And please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I I'm doing well, and I am a coach and healer. I work with the Akashic Records to do, and I do energy work within the Akashic Records to help women clear and heal blocks that allow them to reach their goals, whether that is to attract more money, freedom, confidence, whatever it is into their life, and really step into and embody that next level version of themselves that they want to become. Perfect. So, um, okay. So I, I tend to ask people this because I feel that most people who are healers, who are, um, on this spiritual journey where they're bringing more enlightenment and really sending the message to the, um, to the earth, to the collective, how, how did you kind of get into this? Like, how did it all start? Because I know like the Akashic records, isn't something that you know, it's kind of discussed at the uh, family dinner. Like, so how, how did this all start? Definitely not discussed, especially in my family. Um, so when I was in college about 10 years ago now, I actually received an Akashic Record reading. It was with one of my friends of a friend who's di- who was doing it at the time. And I had never really done anything spiritual in my life. So I grew up very Catholic and this was like a huge stepping stone. The very first thing I did, I just went into it open-minded. I had no clue what to expect or what it was. Um, And it was a really profound moment for me. They gave me so much in-depth information and clarity. And it was things that I still resonate with today when I look back on my reading. And, you know, for a while, I just kind of started tiptoeing more into spirituality and, for a long time, it was really something that was just very private for me. I didn't really talk about it with my friends or with my family. 
And I just, I didn't share it because it was something that I personally did. And I, I was kind of concerned about how I would be judged or perceived or um, looked at when people knew that I was fairly spiritual. So for me, I did the whole corporate thing. I, you know, had my moments of this is definitely not the life for me. This isn't what I want. And I became an entrepreneur. So this is actually my third business. And it is definitely the one I feel like is what I'm meant to be doing. I feel like I finally found my purpose and have so much more clarity and fulfillment from this. Um, But it took me a long time and a lot on my own self-healing journey, which is really where it all kind of started a few years ago. That's where my spiritual practices just got much more in depth. I was doing a lot of shadow work, a lot of trauma work and just personal development. Um, and I went through another spiritual awakening, which really heightened a lot of my senses and intuition. And I got to a place where I knew that I was supposed to be starting a spiritual based business, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I was just going through this phase of like modality after modality. I was learning all about the chakras and then I was reading auras and then I was like, into astrology and taking learning about how I can, you know, read birth charts. And when I found the Akashic records, I opened them for the first time on my own. I was like learning all about what they were because I had remembered that very first reading I did. And I'm like, Hmm, I really don't know what these are. I should look into that some more. So I did. And honestly, when I opened them, it was like floodgates so much information came in. I sat there for the next day, just like sitting there in shock. I was so surprised about all of the information that had came through for me. And I just was sitting there and journaling and like being in the moment. And I knew that that was supposed to be incorporated in what I was doing. Um, And what's really cool about it is it just feels so circle on my journey with how that was the very first spiritual thing I did. And now it's a huge part of what I'm doing with my clients. And I really got, I was doing, you know, the Akashic records for a couple of weeks. And I was like, you know, I really feel like I'm supposed to be doing energy work with this. And I had been doing my own personal energy work for years at that point. And when I did it in the Akashic records, it was just so much more impactful Um, because the Akashic records, when they're open, it just really elevates everything and makes it more expansive. And like, I don't know how else it just amplifies it. That's a good word to use. It amplifies it. So I just went on a total tangent, but that is really how I got to this place. And it feels so much deeper than what I have previously done in my entrepreneurship journey And it's so much more heart centered that I just love it. Every time I leave a session, I'm like, I feel so energized and I'm like, oh my God, I just feel so great because I know that I'm truly making such an impact in my clients' lives and giving them that clarity and the clean slates that they need to expand. Yeah. And what... So how would you describe the Akashic records? Cause last night I was, um, I was in an Akashic records. It was like a group healing session and it was, um, a large session and it was a group read, but 
so many people had questions of what is the Akashic Records. And so could you kind of give us a description and a little bit of the background of the Akashic Records? Absolutely. That is definitely really common. A lot of people are like, yeah, I've done a reading, but I have no clue what it is. So (laughs) no one's alone in that. Um, The Akashic Records is a living energy on the fifth dimension. So it's in the quantum and it is constantly transforming, moving, growing. Basically what this energy is, is it houses the information for every soul, their thoughts, their feelings, experiences from not only this life, but past lives and future possibilities. A lot of people like to explain it like a library because it brings it down into the 3D for us. So they like to say, you know, it's like a library and every soul has their own book. So when you're reading, because they call it, you know, you're reading the Akashic Records, it's almost like you're reading the information on that individual soul. Um, But pretty like the energy of the Akashic Records is a very healing energy. So when your records are opened, it automatically gives that individual space to really connect with their highest self, receive clarity. It kind of takes away the very human experiences that we have on a daily basis, like fear and judgment and scarcity. And it just puts us in this place where we're connected to our true self at the core of who we are so that we can temporarily remove that ego from the equation and just know like what that blueprint of our soul looks like. Mm, Yeah, that's, that's an amazing way to describe it. Um, And I've heard people, you know, say it's like the soul's kind of like story of past lives, um, future, present lives kind of like wrapped into one and what it means and the story behind their journey and just learning, you know, their, I guess, their message from energy or ancestors or whatnot. So that's really cool. Um, how, how do you use the Akashic records? That's my dog. Hold on one second. He's like banging super hard. Hold on. Let me just pause it. Okay, so with the Akashic Records and kind of using it like with everyday modalities and intentions and practices and opening up your questions like for the universe and your questions for um, seeing kind of like your pathway and uh, what you want to continue to achieve. How do you use this with your clients? Like how, how do you incorporate the Akashic Records with your clients? So I love this question because... I feel like a lot of people come to me and they kind of, they're like, well, I've done Akashic record readings before, but I know that's not what you do. So we'll just see how this goes. But what I do is it's very different than a lot of the people and um, individuals that I've worked with before. I open the client's Akashic records and then I'll kind of ask them like, what areas do you want to focus on? Normally it's something very specific or past traumas that they've experienced and things. And what I'll do is I'll use the Akashic records to gain information and just kind of dive deep very quickly on what that situation looked like, um, what, you know, a person might come to me and say like, 
I have anxiety and that's what I want to work on today. And we'll get to the root of where did this anxiety come from? When did it get started? Is it something that is from past lives? Is it something that's handed down generationally? Is it like the karma or from a trauma? And once we get to the root of what that is, I will do energy work to see that in the individual's field. And I will work with them to remove this energy and basically clear it all out so that at the end of our session, I'll say, okay, so I want you to tap into this feeling of anxiety or how you felt before our session. And I want you to tell me what you feel. And they will just kind of sit there and they'll be like, I don't feel anything. It feels like it was a story that I heard or it's a movie I watched, but it doesn't feel like it's a part of me or my story anymore. And so what we're doing is we're really clearing out the energy. It is a combination of all different techniques that I have channeled and developed and used over years and years, but the Akashic records amplifies these modalities. And then it just creates this magical vortex not only allowing me to get answers from the Akashic records so that we're not spending an hour trying to, you know, talk back and forth and just figure out where they got anxiety from, but it also allows me to shift this energy and untangle their blockages in a more effective, efficient, and just seamless way so that the clients can have their highest level of healing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Cause I like that. It's really just the energy work of, you know, the past or present or possibly even the future. Like some of us don't even really understand that when we're searching for our energy to be shifted, there's so many like modalities and there's so many questions of how do you do it? But the number one is like seeing it within and seeing what that energy within, if it's like learning about your chakras, if it's learning through the Akashic records, but what that energy that you have within is really saying to your soul and really saying to your mind and your spirit. So that's, that's absolutely amazing that um, you are able to incorporate it. How, like, how does one get started learning more about the Akashic records? Like if somebody, cause, um, I always get questions about the Akashic records and I like, and it's same with the chakras, like Mm -hmm. people are so, um, so in tuned into the third dimension. Like we're so in tuned into this dimension and what can we see? What can we hold? What can we touch? You know? And a lot of us are like, well, how, how can I learn more? Or how can I, you know, a lot of people were asking me, well, how do I see my chakra? You know, it's something that you aren't necessarily going to see, but this is where it's placed or, you know, that energy lives within you right here. So how would one start to learn more about their Akashic records and start to learn more about it? The very first thing I would say is that working on with your clear senses to figure out what your strongest clear senses are, how you can be developing them further and working on tapping into that quantum energy because really in order to use the Akashic records and access them, you need to be able to access the quantum, which comes from 
meditation. It comes from your clear senses. It comes from um, just being able to learn how to access that energy. And so meditation, you know, figuring out what your clear senses are, whether that is your clairvoyance or um, your clairsentience and just starting to work with them. Because as you work with your clear senses, they're going to start opening more and they're going to start opening up other ones as well. Um, the second thing I would have to say was working on clearing your energy and just placing protection around yourself. I think that's something that's so important for anyone who is in the spiritual world, because we can be so impacted by other energies, by false light, by, um, just negative things. And especially when you're learning to tap into the quantum, you're going through the 4d and that contains a lot of lower negative energies. And so you don't want to get too attached by those and be picking them up and then get to a place where you don't know what to do with them. Um, so I always recommend it can be as simple as just asking your angels to place protection around you before you do that kind of work. Or even I like to, you know, tell people who are beginners for cleaning out their energy to do it in the shower, like allow the water to pretend like it's a waterfall. It's just washing everything away and down the drain and allowing it to just not physically clean you, but also energetically clean you. So that's my second tip. And then my third one would be just to try accessing them. It might take multiple tries and at the heart of what I've learned with the Akashic records is the thing that matters the most is your intention. If you have the intention that you want to access the Akashic records for your highest good, and that you want to, you know, talk to them about something specific, and you're coming from a heart-centered place, you're feeling grounded and connected and just centered, that's when it's going to really open up for you. So those are my three biggest tips for anyone who wants to get started. And for people who are starting to get tapped into their Akashic records or starting to um, learn more about it and um, trying to find that energy source where they can hear their messages and hear that you don't do readings for them or you do more of like a clearing. So I will do healing clearings and readings. It's really focused on what the client needs in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yesterday I did some sessions and they ended up to be more just healing and reading based. And then, mm-hmm. you know, earlier this week I was doing them and it was like very strongly, mostly energy work. So it's really what the client needs. Um, when it comes to tapping into that energy of the Akashic records and getting the messages, the other thing I just want to say is that they can come through multiple ways. You might hear them as thoughts, you might see images. Um, it comes through in multiple ways, but usually like, you're going to get some thoughts and things that it's like, you're hearing it in a way, but Mm. if that makes any sense, (laughs) yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Like the the way that I read the Akashic records, it's uh very different depending on who I'm reading it for, because usually my strongest clear sense is based on the person's strongest clear sense. Yes. And I, I, I like that you acknowledge that because I think sometimes when people who are on the other area where they're like starting to learn and they're starting to 
gravitate towards their spiritual awakening or their spiritual process or what what modalities work for them and how they can kind of step into this area. I think sometimes they think that as healers or intuitives or people who do readings that we have a sense of like all knowledge for that individual and in some like there's been times where I've done readings for people and I have you know given pacific dates I've given you know like um zodiac signs because I work a lot with astrology and I've given a lot of like defined pinpoints and then there's been other times where I've done readings for people where the energy their energy is actually more focused on somebody else and Mm -hmm. I'm picking up from that reading of actually a different person that their energy is so focused on so sometimes as healers how like I know I have like certain strategies where I try to calm the client before I even tap into their energy to make sure their energy is kind of like at a place where it allows you to, mm-hmm. but when you are tapping into other people's energy, how do you console them or how do you get them to an area where they're able? Because I know with me, the Akashic record sounds like so much, like so many messages, so much, you know, like, I'm like, do I want to know about all my past lives? <laughs> you know, do I want to know about all this? Do I want to hear, you know, so how do you get them to that area where they feel safe and you're able well, to happen? The very first thing I do before a session is I place protection around me and the client. Once we get started. And as soon as I open the records, honestly, the records does a lot of that for me, which is very lucky for me because it really puts the person at ease and just gives them this sense of calm as soon as their records are open and it grounds them. It allows them to be in a place where they're more likely to be connected and get their own messages. And they're, they're just like, everything is going to feel more true to them because again, that ego is going to be a little more quiet. So the records does some of that work for me. If for some reason that client does have a lot of negative energy around them, or they're not very grounded and just their energy is a little chaotic, what I'll have them do is we'll start by taking some deep grounding breaths. I always do call in multiple angels and um, set up crystal grids and light candles and things before sessions as well. And then what I'll do is I'll just spend five minutes or so in the beginning of the session to work on clearing out their energy and combing through their aura and like smoothing out their energy and everything so that they'll at that point feel a lot more calm and just at peace. And they're like, okay, yes, now we can get started. And it helps me too, because when I'm doing the energy work, it's a lot easier to do the energy work if they are in a good place energetically. Mm-hmm. When do most people usually want to tap into their Akashic records and start to learn more about them? Does it happen gradually or is it kind of like a sudden thing? I feel like it's something that it might be coming up for you in your field quite a bit. You might just be hearing about it a little bit and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. And when you're ready, 
to take that step, you'll know it. I know some people who are like, yeah, I've tried to access my records, but I didn't get anything. And that's okay. If that happens, that just means that like, maybe it wasn't the time or you weren't in a place to be ready to receive that information. And it does take some practice. Like when I first tried to open the Akashic records, I was, I had already been doing this energy work in my spiritual practices for years and years. So for me, I don't think it was as challenging for some people who have told me their stories. Um, And I had been spending the entire previous year working on communicating specifically with my guides and angels in my clear senses. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that's uh, well, well, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the question was, when do most people usually kind of want to learn about it? Is it usually when they're going through like an event in their life or is it? I feel like they'll just, they just get a pull to it Mm -hmm. and it's different for everyone. Some people, they might be in a place where they don't, where they feel more lost or stuck or just stagnant and they really are craving and seeking Mm -hmm. clarity um, or connection. And so that tends to be the most common, but for me, I just work with so many people who are already doing a lot of the personal development they're doing a lot of trauma work Mm -hmm. they already have an idea of what they want to work on and focus on um versus other people who are probably working with individuals who are like more in that energy of like I want some clarity and I want you to give me some certainty or some type of validation and something to know that like, I can believe in this and that I'm not going crazy and that my intuition is correct. Because a lot of times when you're starting off, it's hard to trust your intuition. It's hard to trust yourself. Yeah. It's definitely, that's definitely probably one of the, the things that I've noticed most is, um, people want to trust their intuition, but so, so many obstacles have been put their way where they've been almost put in this notion where trusting their intuition is them maybe second guessing or doing something that isn't necessarily the best for them, or it's too many um, limiting self-beliefs or whatnot. But sometimes your intuition comes in many forms and you just have to kind of learn which which area of it you want to trust, um, and how you're going to trust it. I mean, if, if intuitive people didn't work off of their intuition, they wouldn't be able to give readings because like, um, especially with energy, you know, when we pick up, um, intuitive messages or when we pick up, um, areas where it's like, you know, there's incidents where I'm like, who's the Libra? I know there's a Libra right now. Who's the Libra? You know what I mean? Like with a client or who's just like, you're just like, I'm going with this. I'm going with it. You know, either it's, you know, and then they'll tell me this is, this is the person. Yeah. You're 100% right. So when we keep submissing our intuition, because we're scared, we're going to say the wrong answer, or we're scared, we're going to deliver the wrong message we're not truly guided by our intuition. So that is one of the hardest 
places for people. And that's what so many people I know, like working with the chakras, everybody wants their throat and their third eye open. Okay. <laughs> okay. But when it's open, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? When it's excessive, what are you going to do with it? You're going to have to do something with it. And having a, a intuitive, an intuitive open third eye that has a lot of energy isn't always the right thing for everybody. Some people can take it in and some people can't. And that's the thing that I think as uh, people who are learning about intuitive practices, who are learning about energy and they're learning about energy shifting and what do you do with this energy after you've um, shifted it? Or what do you do with this energy where you've validated that you're safe and your root chakra has a strong foundation and now you're moving up the ladder? What do you do with it? So I think for a lot of people, it's a, it's a, it's a learning process that we expect to get to this certain area where everything's clearer, you know, everything's, you know, we become masters at our specialty. And, and one of the ways we're going to get there is really trusting our intuition and not being submissive with those messages, because a lot of the messages are very clear when we get them, but just actually having enough courage to say them and spit them out. And you'd be like surprised once you do because it's like people don't understand like once they finally tap in the, their intuition they're like I didn't know I even knew that yeah, yeah. and you a know lot that. of people <laughs> a lot so many people just think like oh well I'm not intuitive and I'm like okay well weren't we just watching that movie yesterday and like the whole movie you knew exactly what was going to happen that's like an example there's so many examples of times it's like oh well didn't you just call your friend and you were like, or they called you and you were like, oh yeah, I was just thinking about you. Like that is part of your intuition. And those are signs that you need to follow. And when we're little with our society, the way it is, we are taught to not follow our intuition. You know, we're, we're so connected when we're younger and it really goes away and we have to relearn how to tap into that and how to believe it and trust it and follow it. Um, so it's definitely a large part of the journey is I feel like half the battle is just learning how to trust your intuition. Correct. Yeah, it's definitely. The, the other thing that's so important, I just want to say for people is that I, in my journey, and I know a lot of other journeys, you really expect everything to look and feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it usually doesn't look and feel that way. So if you can be as detached or as open as possible to how you're going to receive messages or how um, something's going to happen, then you're going to get a lot farther, a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then when um, you use the Akashic Records, would you say most people use it for healing versus clarity or is it more as a clarity center? So with my clients, it's definitely more healing. Um, But because what I do is so different, I think generally overall, the Akashic Records is mostly used for clarity. Mm, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because um, from what, like, from what I've gathered from 
other people who um, use the Akashic records and uh, use that as their their primary focus in their um, spiritual journeys with you know clients or within themselves that it does seem like it is a lot of clarity guidance, like a lot of clarity guidance. How did you decide to center it base more for a healing approach? I really love working with people on more of a long-term basis and people who are truly invested in their healing journey and are like ready to take that deep level of transformation. So I knew that for me, it just wasn't going to be the right fit where like I had a one hour reading with a person and then didn't see them again, or like maybe saw them a year or two later. For me, I wanted something that people, and I do do one-time sessions like that, but ideally I love working with people who are like ready to go in on a package. They want to commit to their long-term growth. And I just love helping them get from where they are to where they want to be, to see the full level of transformation so that they can have like a long-term healing impact and not just, um, something short-term or like clearing out their energies to give them a clean slate so that then they can go and like muddle it up again (laughs) or like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think for people who are on their healing journey, it's very important to find a modality or a practice that works like best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And personally, I also think it shouldn't be something that feels overwhelming um, where you feel like I, I can't learn this all, or I can't take this all in. It should be an energy that makes you feel like safe. And that's what I like about the Akashic records. It is an energy source that really makes you feel, um, safe and very, um, stable in the sense where it's not, you know, a, a source of a modality where you're trying to learn all this stuff, (laughs) you know, you have to learn some, but it's not to the point where you're like overwhelmed. You know, that's like people, somebody asked me, do I do human design? I was like, Oh God, no. I have no idea what that is. No, I don't. (laughs) I will find somebody who could talk about it, but I do not. Right. You know, or I have a human design person if you need some. (laughs) Great. So I'm like, yeah, no. Um, but what I try to do is find people modalities that will work for them. I know Mm -hmm. like for me, I personally love astrology. I personally love tarot. I love the chakra system. I love the simplicity of these modalities and that's why I use them in my practice. That's why I use them with working with others because these are the ones that I feel the most confident with and Mm -hmm. I feel the most that I'm able to help and um, give people proper guidance. And I love that the Akashic Records is such like a beautiful, almost like historical fact of like one soul, you know, it's just a very beautiful modality. And I I like that um, people are starting to share it more because I I feel that it hasn't been necessarily talked about or people like, you know, like you said, you were nervous coming out about it and coming kind of starting your business formulated around the Akashic records, because so many of us are concentrated on what can I see? How can I see it? 
Um, what can I grab? What can I feel? And, um, but really the energy of it and learning to use it with energy work is extremely amazing. So when you establish, like, I'm not going to be fearful of letting people see me, you know, and seeing what I do. Um, how was it when you started to bring it up with, uh, like family, friends and society, because it is something that isn't, I would say it isn't very mainstream and I hate using that word mainstream, but Mm -hmm. it isn't something very mainstream, like, I mean, even like tarot is now becoming, you know, very mainstream where it took me a long thing. Yeah. Where it took me like a long time to even um, have enough courage to be like, I do tarot, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, but it, it, because, but now it it seems like stuff's starting to become more mainstream. Like these modalities are starting to become more, um, present where people can find them, but the Akashic records is still something that has a lot of history, but it's almost like a sacred practice that not, um, has not it's like there's still not a lot of information (laughs) shared about it I mean there's still so many people who are like yeah I just don't know what it is but I've heard about it and it it's you're totally right it is something that's definitely a lot less mainstream in the whole spiritual world um so for me when I was going through my own personal journey I was going through a lot of places where I pretty much removed a lot of people from my life. Um, and with my friends and I feel like they have been extremely accepting. They were like very excited. They have all started kind of on their spiritual journey. So it's been really fun to be able to share with them. Um, my family has is I think still struggling a little bit to understand it because like you said, it's not a tangible thing and that's, what's hard for a lot of people, but they have been very open, especially more so with it. I think it's, it's definitely been like a little bit of a curve for both of us. Um, and for me, spirituality has never been something that like, I want to try to force on someone, you know, I'm not the person who's going to be like, oh, I tricked my boyfriend into doing this meditation because I wanted to see what he thought about it. And right. I'm doing that all the time. And I'm like, what? He manifested me an engagement ring, honey. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, I, I don't, I don't want to force this on someone. Yeah. Like if they come to me and they want to have a conversation, I am so open about it, but I'm never like, let's sit down and let me tell you about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's definitely been really interesting navigating it with my family and there's, I think still some bumps to get over, but we've come very far, especially growing up really Catholic, like Catholic school, prayer multiple times a day, church a couple times a week. So, okay. So you were guys were in it, in it. It, It's totally different for me and my family. Um, and as far as society goes, it's, like I've really gotten to this place where I just, I don't care part of, it took me a while to be able to say like, I am a healer Mm -hmm. and I feel so confident and comfortable saying that now, but eight months ago, 12 months ago, that was totally not the case. Mm -hmm. So for me, part of what I needed to do in order to claim that 
was to go out and tell people, this is what I do. And, you know, I would be like in an Uber with someone and they'd ask me what I do. And I would tell them and they'd be like, okay, there's a crazy, right. they're like, no, 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 I really do. <laughs> and a lot of my friends who are in this world, they just tell people, you know, well, I'm a coach or like, I'm a business coach or something because like, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I want to be able to claim it. And I want to mm-hmm. like, not, not for anybody else, but for me, I need to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it took a while for me to get to that place, but now that I'm there, it's very freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, I, I love that you brought up the facts with the religion and I, I, I'm baptized Catholic, but all my kids are baptized uh, Catholic and I grew up in a Catholic home, but we were not very, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't very Catholic, I guess you could say. Like a holiday Catholic. <laughs> Like we did the holidays, maybe sometimes went to church and I went to a, to a camp one time, but for the most part, like my mom was like, the best Catholics are good liars. I was like, yeah, <laughs> right? like, like that was kind of like, you know, the, the house that I lived in. So, um, we, you know, when my family found out, you know, that I was doing astrology and tarot automatically, my dad's like, she's a witch. <laughs> I knew it, you know, she's, she's a bruja, you know, it's like, yeah, 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 you know, so he always, you know, kind of teases me or whatnot, but it's, it's, it's all good. It, it, it definitely takes some, why, uh, some, some time for the families, I think, to understand it. Um, and even when you really step into it as a practice and as a, modality that you're using constantly like as a ritual and as something that's almost like a daily like a daily thing it's really um it also brings enlightenment to them because you know my son would always kind of make jokes like oh mom you know so-and-so's mom's like you and I'm like what does that mean (laughs) you know know, she knows about that stuff uh, you know astrology and you know she knows about that stuff and you know, she's got crystals around the house. So I notice he picks stuff up, you know, and then mm-hmm. he goes the other day, he goes to me, mom, which is really funny stories. He goes, mom, do you know the biggest fish come out right before a full moon? <laughs> is he talking about, he's like, do you know, fishermen used to fish off of the moon phases? And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like telling me about how He's now starting to practice his fishing towards the moon phases. And I'm like, this is my child. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, this is my child. <laughs> so, um, and now I'm finding crystals in his car, which is another thing that's really. <laughs> you guys so, can't see me, but I'm like clapping right yeah. now. <laughs> so keep up, keep, keep it up. And I think as a collective of people who are on this pathway of enlightenment and making this area not so sensitive to talk about to others really you know having that open where people because sometimes when we're looking for a spiritual journey and if we're trying to find an area if it's through the akashic records through astrology through you know tarot through human design or whatever it is that we're gravitating 
um, too. I just really want people to know that that message that you're receiving is meant for you. So continue to, you know, look for it and find, find more about it because that's really going to what help you get through your path. If it's healing or clarity or intuition or what is ever you're focused on. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and let me, okay. So I, I love this question that I ask sometimes tell me, <laughs> so t- tell me girl, you got, you got like your own reality show. Okay. People are watching you every day. Like they're like turning you on. They got you the DVR set. Like they're what, what isn't a day in a life like going through your practice and going through your everyday intentions. Let me know a little bit about what you do every day. Yes. Okay. So I have a spiritual morning routine that I usually stick to. I mean, that's not every day, but I try to, and that includes energy clearing. It includes grounding, protection, journaling, sometimes doing my own Akashic records. Um, it usually includes like some type of like dance or, um, way to really move my energy and feel into my feminine, because that's something I'm really working on and trying to remember what else I do in the mornings. I feel like that's pretty much it overall. I, I have long mornings. Like I have like three, four hour mornings. So wow, I ease into my day. (laughs) Yeah. No, Meanwhile, I'm like spilling coffee on myself as I'm like darting out the door. <laughs> no, I, I really ease into it. Um, and part of that, like, that's not something I recommend for everybody or my clients even, but because I really try to be as clear of a channel as possible. And I, it's really important for me with what I do to stay so connected to the quantum. These are things that I have to do on a very regular basis. Um, So once I do that, I will, depending on my day again, like some days I don't have sessions and I'm doing more admin work. Um, Other days I'm doing, I usually do like two to three sessions a day max, just because they can be a lot when you're doing multiple compacted together. Um, I'll take my dog for a walk. I always try to take her for like a long walk and I really like to cook. So that is something that I'm always like cooking big meals um, or some days mornings, I'm like going out for coffee with my friends and, um, basically I just, I've really created a career where I can have as much freedom with my schedule as possible. And I love that about it. So I really take advantage of that. Um, right now it's obviously colder, so I'm not like going outside as much, but I live by the beach. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, So I'm at the beach a lot or like at coffee shops and, um, at nighttime, again, meditating, energy clearing and protection. Um, and then sometimes like I've been doing a lot of manifestation rituals and stuff too lately. So that's been really fun to get back into because I was kind of out of that for a few months, but that is like a snapshot snapshot like what a normal day would look like for me. Uh, Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I I really like that you've created a day where you're able to have that balance of work and also that time for yourself and clearing and being an open channel, because that is so important for um, people who are in this area. 
And I think that if you, that's something that somebody's list, who's listening, if that's what they're looking for is coming into this area of being a, um, a resource for others, make sure you have that area to be a resource for yourself. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I mean, I even do sessions with other healers and mm-hmm. people on my energy, because as someone who works in this field, you can clear your energy, but you might miss things that others will get for you. And it's just, it's like how a hairstylist has to go get a massage. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that it's like part of the trade, the protection, the energy clearing. It's so, so important. And I've been seeing that a lot in my sessions coming up because so many people aren't doing that. And they just are like jumping into spirituality without, um, without doing it. And then they're picking up negative things and that's something we can avoid. So let's try to avoid it. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. Yes. There is a lot of, I was just, I was just reading something the other day that I was like, oh gosh, like the spiritual world is so big. It's so just massive. And when we're taking in this space and we're learning more about this space, just take the conscious note that it's just because it's the spiritual world doesn't mean that it's any better than the real world. Like there's still areas, there's still guides, there's still intuitive people or practitioners that won't necessarily lead you to the right path or a path that you even really need. You know, not all of us need extensive healing, you know, some of us might, and some of us don't, you know, so, and not all of us have so many messages that need to be received. So just be very mindful where you um, place your, your, I guess you could say, place your presence with others when you are learning. Um, Be mindful, you know, and especially, you know, now (laughs) that I got like the two people who have like imposter and counts of me I'm like what oh fuck <laughs> like I'm like oh, what the fuck <laughs> like seriously like <laughs> I will never message you to say you want to get a reading like that's not me so <laughs> be mindful people <laughs> yeah um so definitely thank you so much let me know how can the listeners and how can everybody find you Yes. So you guys can find me on Instagram, Mari Lee B. It's M-A-R-I-L-E-I-G-H-B. I I like to spell it out because my name's a little tricky. Um, And you guys can also find me on my website, which is marilee.com. Well, thank you so much. And always please comment, like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all your friends. And I will be posting the show notes, um, all the information so you can find Marty in the show notes everywhere so you can get in contact with her. And thank you so much for being on Chakras and Cuss Words. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. (laughs) Bye, everybody.